Hey podcast, welcome back. My name is Jasmine Wonders. I am one of your co-hosts along with RJ Rome. Before we jump straight into the episode, I want to take a second to say thank you for being here. And if you enjoy this podcast, subscribe, leave us a comment on social with your thoughts. And now to the episode. Terza Schaefer, indie author. Welcome, Terza. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Jasmine and RJ. So happy to be here. We're happy to have you. And we have a bunch of questions for you today. Exciting. So I, I did a little bit of research on you, and I found out I didn't even know that you write in a bunch of um, different genres. And I'm, I'm curious to find out do you have a favorite genre, and is there one that's more exciting for you to write? Well, it's kind of twofold. My books are mainly romance novels, and I've always been a storyteller. I've even told my uh, sister bedtime stories before I could even write and read. Wow. So um, that's always been me kind of saying I've always been a very romantic person, so um, I've written stories just for myself for as long as I can remember, and I only, you know, started publishing in 2015. Um, I also am a very spiritual person, and um, I love very much working with goddess archetypes and power animals and that kind of thing. So I've got a divine library on my website, which is uh, which has a lot of um, a lot of spiritual information on it. So I write articles, I write pages on different uh, goddesses, power animals. I've got a friend who writes on crystals, uh, Susanna. She's absolutely brilliant with that and um, things like that, you know. So it's um, the books have more a romantic um, uh, point and um, the website is more spiritual, you know. It's, it's like on the website, of course, my books are on there as well, but there's a lot of spiritual information. So I'm super interested in the spiritual side. Um, and, you know, how did how do you get into something like that? Um, again, my childhood, really. Um, sorry, um, I was a, um, a child who was always very spiritual, but I didn't know. So, right. uh, because the only thing I knew was uh, my granny being very Catholic um, and uh, my parents' generation, all of the family, they were atheists, they had left the church and all that. And um, But it was okay for them, like, to, for everybody to make up their own minds. So, um, you know, so all I knew about was being like a Christian Catholic. And um, so I started with that. I decided to have myself baptized, go to Holy Communion and all that, because that was my only... Um, my only gateway into anything like higher than the mundane um, material world. And um, as I grew older, uh, back in the days without internet and that, it was very difficult to get into information. So um, I left school. I graduated school at 19 years, which is normal here in Germany. And then I went uh, to live in London. And there is a multicultural pot, and you've got a lot of spiritual people, a lot of different religions and all that kind of thing. So that's where I really started 
not just reading a lot of books, but also going to different events like, you know, like Wiccan. And um, I've, I've been to Hindu Buddhist temples. I've been to mosques, I've, you know, all sorts of things. Wow. Um, you know, and, and, and spiritual things. Uh, my Body Spirit exhibition, they have a really huge one in London every year and, and that kind of thing. So it kind of developed from there, but it always felt for me for the beginning, for the first probably one and a half decades or so, um, that um, it was just an intellectual exercise. And I didn't know how to put that into real life, you know, everyday life, the modern life. Um, and um, that kind of started when I read Neil Donald Walsh Conversations with God. That was kind of the first trigger. And then I slowly went into like uh, you know um coming from the separation of like god is outside of yourself um and moving into the uh, metaphysical understanding and researching on that and learning about that that we're actually all one and it's it's not just a nice hippie notion but you know because everything is made of energy we actually are one (laughs) well i i definitely i i could believe that (laughs) i do believe that You know, it's actually, it's a physical concept, you know, it's nothing like way out there and belief or anything, you know, if you go into quantum physics and things like that, you know, I mean, even Einstein, he's already um, proved that, you know, everything is energy, so it's just how we work with that, that's the thing, you know, that we all have to train because, you know, it goes over the power of our thoughts, of our intention, of our imagination, so basically, God is the imagination, and we're co-creating with that, you know, because we're part of it. And then it's about being able to overcome your uh, limiting beliefs, your blockages that you have acquired during your socialization, your work, um, your lifetime, and, you know, um, realizing and embracing your power, you know, that you are an all-powerful being, and can actually manifest whatever you like so but actually to put that into into practice uh, it's not quite as easy as the theory so i bet we <laughs> 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 including uh inclusive but um you know it, it's it's a wonderful and exciting path you know and, it, and it's full of little, little greater miracles and and once you develop a lot of mindfulness and awareness it enriches your life in so many ways as well so that's definitely worth it (laughs) is the spiritual side of yourself something that you use to channel into your writing yes um i do Uh, i also put um these kind of concepts into my writing sometimes they're hidden sometimes they're more obvious like in my last book that i've published tank um He's a Samoan by origin, um, this man named Tank. And, um, you know, so there's a mention about, the, like, indigenous spirituality and, and that kind of thing as well. And um, the uh, main character, the female lead, Sarah, she she goes on a soul journey retrieval after a traumatic incident. And um, she has these visions while she is unconscious which also helps then, you know, which gives her information, which helps with, with the development of the story then. Mm-hmm. Um, so those kind of things. Or oh, my f- very first romance novel was Snake Goddess Rising. And um, 
the female character and there she uh, she actually has a strong connection to the Hindu goddess Manasa um, and has visions of her and kind of is initiated by the goddess um, to become a healer but it's um, it's in a spiritual way it's not a fantasy novel okay. it's like a place in real life and, and you know whatever interaction she has with the goddess is solely in in her imagination in her head you know so it's not like something that you know it happens physically mm. do you have to do research of some kind to be able to write stories like that not for for the uh, spiritual side of things because mm. that's very much part of my own experience okay um, i talk to my spirit guides all the time so that's something really normal and natural for me mm. uh, but of course you know i do research about locations and about cultures and languages and whatever else you know so um in tank which is the first of a uh, trilogy um it's a reverse arm there are actually two other guys as well which are dom and seb so i've had to research uh, different languages because a place in spain obviously it's uh, you know but english speaking and and then um they have you know, they're very rich, they're billionaires, so they have a French chef who cooks for them, who's very volatile, and so, you know, some French words come into it, and then a couple of Italian ones come in as well, so, you know, that that's kind of, I, I love languages and linguistics, even though I just speak two languages, uh, properly myself, German and English, but um, I find that so interesting, just, just to put a little bit, there's even an Indonesian word, one or two there, so. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Just, just for fun, you know, because I'm, I'm a nerd at heart, so I'm just <laughs> in there. <laughs> so you're self-publishing your works, yes. and most most of the indie authors that I know are a one-man band, so they are doing everything from start to finish, cover to, covers, editing, graphics. Yeah. Are you are you doing everything yourself? I do, uh, for the simple reason, as much as I would love to outsource a few things, I don't have the money to pay anybody. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you in that boat. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's no shame in saying that, because you know, most indie authors, they, they do that, that as a side gig or, you know, whatever. Right. Uh, for the love of it, really, isn't it? So, Are, uh, are you doing this full-time? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, and, um, you know, and plus I also do spiritual work. I offer courses, right. services, and that. But uh, my first love has always been writing, and um, that's what I'm doing. So, um, and I, at the same time, I can be home with my children, you know. So, right, one left now, but you know, I've uh, I, I wanted to stay at home with my children because I know how it feels like when you have a career, when you have career parents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you're like right at the bottom of the list of priorities for them. Exactly. Know? Have you ever thought about being traditionally published or have you ever been traditionally published? Um, I've sent in a couple of manuscripts um, to different publishers and um, the, the deals I got offered, I've, I've actually never got a rejection, but the deals I got offered, they were just so insulting, really. Yes. Um, right. That I just said, you know, um, no. <laughs> right. Like a traditional publisher... They're telling you, basically, you still have to do your own marketing and things like that, which is personally my weakest point. All right. I struggle with that also. And I actually didn't know that originally. 
um, about, I just figured you get a book deal and they take care of everything. And I learned that's not the way. So it's like, what's the point? (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, that's what I need somebody else to do. And I'm not going to split, you know, I'm not going to split the profits and you don't even do that. What I need you to do. Right. I I can make my own covers and all that. And I've also, um, with traditional publishers, I find when you look at the covers they do for, for the artists, I mean, they're beautiful and all that, no doubt. And they have great graphic designers, of course, but at the end of the day, you can always see um, that there's a particular trend just as in clothes fashion, you know? So right. I think you you can lose some of your creativity that yeah. way and what you intended yeah, and it I want like. my books to stand out. I've got a very distinct style, which um, I've, I see that. I've changed my co- covers for like I don't know five times or something until I arrived at what I'm at now. But that's a process as well. I mean, I started all I could do was just type in text into a word document. Right. <laughs> and you have to learn. It's a learning process. <laughs> it sure is. Acting, building a website, doing. Uh, making pictures, you know, doing your own stuff, all, all the rest of it, you know. It's not easy when you haven't, you know, I'm, a, I'm from a generation where we've grown up without all that digital stuff. Right. Right, so I was born 1971, so I had a wonderful childhood, and it didn't involve any digital stuff when I was <laughs> <laughs> an older teenager. They started with Game Boys, and I hated that stuff because you couldn't talk to the boys at school anymore because they were like... <laughs> I just lost a level because of you. <laughs> I don't like it. So I never got into computer games and things like that. <laughs> so, yeah, but, you know, you have to kind of familiarize yourself with all of that. You, if you don't have the money to pay people to do it for you or to teach you and, you know, to go to classes and do all that, nobody else supports you in any way financially. It, it's like you, you're very much dependent on people being generous and sharing their knowledge with you right and um which i've been so so blessed to have so many people in my life um, that shared different things with me you know and um i'm I'm still learning and i'm trying to pay it forward as well to other people when they ask me and they're, they're like new in the game and i'm saying you know this and that i know i know about i could teach you that you know because i know what that feels like and i try and pay it forward as well you know one community that's right helps everybody doesn't it and it's great that everybody gets along and and does pay it forward and shares with you know they know yes exactly and also like um jealousy or anything like that that's a lack mentality that just uh, shows that you think there isn't enough to go around Mm -hmm. right there are a lot of romance novel authors of course um but you have a particular you style and not everybody will like it but the people who do they will be your loyal fans Mm -hmm. right and um you know so so that's like um it's the same as in friends you know you click with one person but you don't click with the other that doesn't mean the other person that you don't click with is uh is somehow not as nice or anything it's just you know the chemistry is it's not there so that's the same thing uh with authors with spiritual teachers with anything else you know you have to click with a person you have to click with a style and once you click with that style it doesn't matter how many others there are they will love you regardless makes sense 
So it's, it's not about competition. It's, you know, it's, as long as you put your stuff out there, the people, you just have to really believe and know that the people that are meant to read your work will read that and they will love it. Right. You seem to be on every social platform. How do you manage either putting out or creating content for them? Um, well, I'm not on every social platform, but um, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of trying. I, I totally neglect Twitter most of the time because uh. I really don't like it. <laughs> you can't write properly on there. It's just too short. Right. right. <laughs> or you can put in anyone you know so um i don't like it, it just, i just don't feel it you know the whole platform i don't feel it but you know i have to have an account there of course and occasionally i would retreat stuff as well mm-hmm. <laughs> but i do the same <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i'm very much on on facebook i love facebook because um you know i've got a big spiritual community there as well and a big group uh, which is mainly geared towards spirituality as well i do lives on there and things like that then i put those um those videos on on youtube as well i do some uh, lives on youtube as well sometimes straight and then um which i've only started doing recently and of course there's twitter so what i do i do square sized pictures to post and I just post them on the other platforms as well um, like Facebook you know uh, because on Facebook you can put any size of pictures and so I just use the square ones it's just easier mm-hmm. so then I've got um, this uh, this program which is called Buffer that I use that you, where you can schedule all your posts you know and you, um, I really need to start doing that <laughs> yeah, the first version is um I don't know, like $15 a month or something. And then you have eight accounts and you can schedule up to 100 individual posts on each account, which wow. is not enough for me, but the next one is so high up and so expensive. <laughs> yeah. There should be a middle thing, you know, some, something with 500 posts or something. That that would really help me because obviously, I, you know, I've, I've got a lot of social media accounts on Facebook and Twitter. I've also got like um, Facebook and Instagram. I mean, I've also got like the Twitter, the Pinterest and whatever else, you know. <laughs> so it would help to have more, you know. Um, right. So like I've got multiple accounts on like Instagram. I've got two and um, the Milf Diaries books is the other one apart from Tilsa Schaefer, which is my main one. And um, then on Facebook, I've got three groups, public ones, I mean, you know, uh, free ones, and um, obviously some others for courses, paid courses and that. Um, They're private just for the members. And then um, I've got three three business pages as well. Four, actually. One is just for fun, you know. It's called Love My Apps Up. So I just (laughs) find a funny meme. I just posted it on there, you know, because I thought it's nice to have like all the giggles in one place and I go there yeah. and I need a giggle and I just go down the timeline there and <laughs> just read it all, you know, it like puts me right back into a good mood and I hope other people do. So that's just, but that's just, you know. So um, you mentioned your YouTube channel a couple minutes ago and I, I struggle with putting myself out there in terms of video. And I watched a couple of yours last night, and you seemed very confident on camera. 
was there a time in your life that you were afraid to do video or it oh. just comes natural? Oh, 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 yes. Um, I, as a child and, and teenager, most of all, I was very uh, into dancing and I was a lot on stage, you know, like jazz dance. We didn't have um, a hip hop classes here in the little German town that we've got. But, um, you know, I did jazz dance, ballet and that kind of thing, you know, modern dance. And um, so I did a lot of that and I was on stage. So that is something like going in front of people is okay. But talking in front of people is something different, which I learned more at like university. When I was at university in London, we had to do a lot of presentations. So, and, and also I used to be a manager on the side in, um, in catering. So, um, you know, I had to speak in front of the staff and train them, whatever. So I, I was used to that, but actually sitting in front of a camera and holding a monologue and not having somebody like this to and fro that you have with, with the conversation when you talk to someone right. else, you know, that, that was freaking me out. Yeah. <laughs> 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 camera, that, that was no problem, but... I thought, oh my God, you know, I'm not the person that always comes up with these brilliant one-liners straight away, you know, it's, it's, it's like, for me, it's like 48 hours later, oh no, I should have said that, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> way too late, <laughs> <laughs> I was so scared I freaked up, and um, that was just something learning by doing, and it has happened, and I just went through it, and it's just like, you know, guys, sorry, just make fun of it and say, I'm, I'm so sorry, my brain is, I've got a brain freeze or whatever, you know. Right, right. Just, just own it. Yeah, talk about something else. Oh, yeah, by the way, now I've got it back again, you know, and that comes again. But that's something, as, it's like you get more confident as, as you go along. So I'm, I'm doing that for two years now, uh, quite regularly. So, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, you grow with it. So um, really quick before we run out of time. Um, I, I know you and I are doing an anthology, anthology together with a bunch of other authors, um, and you and I are in the collection Summer Heat. Is there anything you want to tease about your, your story for the anthology? Um, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited, of course, first of all, to be in that. That's my first anthology and to be with so many. Mine, mine as well. Yeah. Uh, to be with so many other wonderful authors, um. It's, it's just like really, really exciting to me. And um, so my story is, in that is actually about um, this lady who's in uh, witness protection because she's been um, testifying against a Russian mafia boss. And she lives on this house um, by the sea, in this house by the sea. And it's, it's like up on some, some cliffs, not very high. You can go on the sides and, you know, go to the beach and whatever. And she's planning to do like a bed and breakfast in for honeymooners and that, like make it really um, romantic because she's always been very romantic and she wants um, other people to feel that way as well, be part of that, you know, that experience to help them have like such a beautiful honeymoon, you know, to start their married life with. And um, so these two SEALs that have just uh, retired from active service uh, decide one of them is actually um, wounded. He's he's got a bad leg. And um, so they're going on one motorcycle, Harley Davidson, and they decided they just go up the coast and see whatever happens along the way. And um, 
they want to figure out what they're going to do for the rest of their lives, basically. You know, they want to do something together because they're best, best friends, really close as brothers and all that. And um, then a tire bursts and um, they're like, oh, we've just passed this, you know, this, this house along the way. So, so they're going back there and um, that's the lady, the main character. And, uh, you know, then kind of things develop. So it's a menage, you know, which is uh, one woman to men. And um, she's, of course, because she's so steeped in her romance idea of like one man, one woman kind of thing. You know, she won't allow herself um, to even entertain the thought at first, even though she's very attracted to both. both Interesting. So, but, you know, so it, it takes a long time and then, like the Russian mafia gets in as well. I couldn't put it out too much because it's, you know, we had a word limit, of course. It's a right. 16,000 words, you know, but I've tried to put in some action as well. I like some action, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so that, that, yeah. So that's very interesting. And I've also, I've better read for Carly's Fate, which I absolutely loved. Um, I've had so many giggles. That's a very funny story that she wrote. And um, I can't wait to read the rest of everyone. I of the, uh, the other anthology, the Summer Sizzle, that we're doing together, you know. So that's right. It should definitely be interesting. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I love variety, you know. I think that that wonderful thing to, like, uh, get to know new authors. Um, you don't get bored because it's not always the same. You know, you have a lot of different styles, a lot of different ones. Yep more action-packed the other one is sexier the then there's a rom-com or something you know a you know and i think that's that's a really great mix so i'm very excited about that do you find it more difficult to write shorter stories yes definitely. i do too <laughs> <laughs> i i could be i could go on and on and on and could put a, a parameter on my words it's like oh boy <laughs> Yeah, that is difficult. Um, I used to write in the beginning when I started uh, publishing because the thing was also because I wrote for my, just for myself uh, for years. Um, I've always seen the, the stories like running off like, like a movie in, in my head and I just kind of wrote along. So it was more like um, like writing along with a lot of direct speech and things like that. So um, when I started writing uh, with the view that others are going to as well you know um i obviously had to put a lot more of descriptive things into it and uh, you know how people look what you know the expressions the atmosphere the outside and the feelings whatever else you know what you put in there so um that kind of you know you evolve as, as a writer as well of course you know and and um, that was like I've, I've come away from having this really short stuff just because I didn't put so much descriptive things in and then also um, I started appreciating um, a more complex storyline. In the beginning I didn't even uh, dare to write something more complex because I thought maybe it doesn't work out or something, you know, it might be too complicated for me, but you know, that was me being scared. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I get the sense that you travel a lot. Does that influence the way you write your stories? Absolutely. 
Um, I've, I've traveled more in the past at the moment. Um, it's kind of gone down a bit, but I mm. love traveling. I've actually studied tourism as well at university. I've got two degrees in it. Okay. Never worked in this way, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it influenced me so much, of course, you know, and I love meeting new people like from different backgrounds and cultures and things like that. I find that so interesting. And, um, you know, and as, basically it's me as soon as I sit at the airport you know, I haven't even gone through security yet, and I sent my first cup of, cup of coffee there. Uh, I've got my writing pad out, and I already write a poem or something. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> <laughs> it, it triggers the most profound inspiration, definitely. Yeah. And I've got a friend in the UK I used to visit a lot. Um, it's not possible anymore for health reasons on her side, but. Mm. Um, I she she lives right in the countryside and it's like this magical kingdom and you know when I was there I, I was just writing 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 all the time you know and I was so great and I really missed that as well I have to say I think I read somewhere that you had a moment in your life where you experienced burnout how did that impact you Oh that was last year and I was totally mental disabled and I'm not kidding you in that kind of frame of mind I wouldn't have been able to learn to read and write if I had known it before already mm-hmm. wow I, I, you know it was a bit like being dyslexic that is described as um, like when when the, the individual letters jump around in front of your mm-hmm. eyes but for me it was like these packages of information like a paragraph or a sentence and I couldn't put them into uh, into relation to each other you know, so um, basically I've lost a whole year that way, uh, mm-hmm. hardly doing anything at all because I just simply wasn't able to. And it was very frightening. It was very mm. frustrating. I slept up to 16 hours a day. Mm. Uh, wow. and, and the six hours I had left uh, was when, you know, my daughter came home from school and, uh, you know, I was looking after her and all that. And um, I had a couple of friends you know, who took her out for walks and whatever, you know, and, and my aunt as well, who lives in the house here as well, um, you know, going into the garden and, you know, she was helping there and that kind of thing. So she had, you know, people around that were, you know, looking out for her as well. So that helped me a great deal. And then it came out that um, I was one of the very few small percent um, that have an adverse reaction to medication that I got which mm. was supposed to wake me up more mm. but instead it made me even more sleepy wow so in November That's I got off those I got a new medication and then I, I didn't even need the new ones anymore because I was wide awake my um, my emotions were balanced enough I'm not 100% back to it yet you know so I have to rest a little bit more and also avoid triggers but mm. as in that I'm I'm nearly fine again I'd say probably 90% of what I was before I am so you know it's it's great and I'm you know that's why I'm getting back into the game now but I did lose a whole year last year and it was very difficult on my children as well you know so that we got through that that does sound very frustrating Mm -hmm. it was it was and I had to learn the value of patience (laughs) right (laughs) that was a steep learning curve because I am not a patient person at all. I am not either. <laughs> Jasmine knows I'm always like, oh, I just want to do this, and I, I just can't. I have to learn to be patient, so I'm with you there. 
absolutely saved me. <laughs> and then I didn't have a choice anymore. You know, it was like I couldn't do anymore. And as soon as I was getting tired, um, I actually fell asleep in my chair in front of the computer. My body just switched off just like that. You know, so I couldn't do 16 hour days anymore. <laughs> right. It just wasn't possible. You know, so I just had to keep it to a minimum, just, you know, um, post the names that I had, um, put them out, you know, on buffer and just have them send out so people wouldn't totally forget about me. <laughs> that was about right, it. right. That was all I could do, really. But that's, um, that's one of the uh, dangerous things, like when you're. You know, when you're out there doing it all on your own. Yeah, putting so much pressure on yourself. Yeah, and then it's like no, nobody can jump in for you like you would have if you're working in an office with different colleagues around. You know, they can pick up the slack for you while you're sick or something. That wasn't possible, you know. So right. Kind of try and keep the boat afloat somehow, a little bit at least, you know. And I did manage, um, you know, now I'm kind of growing back into... You know, greater, stronger, better. <laughs> awesome. Awesome news. And I uh, just want to let everyone know you have Tank coming out. And everyone should check you out on all your platforms that you're on. Mm-hmm. And we thank you so much for doing this today. It was so nice meeting you. I know we've been in different circles together through Instagram. So it was nice yeah. to finally meet you. Yeah, I had such a great time. And thank you so much for inviting me to do this. It's, it was a wonderful surprise to be asked. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was good to meet you. Same here. <laughs> Bye. 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 If you made it this far, you survived another episode of Married to My Writing. Stay tuned for our next episode when we talk all things writing with Naomi E. Lloyd. Until next time. <gasps>